Hey, how are you doing, folks? This is the mayor of the airways. Another beautiful day in paradise. Everybody talks about prayer. What is prayer? Pursuing prayer is the title of the book. Penny Cook is her name. And uh, Penny, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for driving all the way up here from Jensen Beach. I like it down there. I love to go to the Barnes & Noble down there. It's a nice area. Uh, do you go to the Barnes & Noble when they're open, of course? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, so, okay, what, so what, what circumstance came along that you would want to write a book about prayer? Why prayer and why now? Okay, well, I've prayed all my life for one thing. Um, not every prayer I ever prayed was answered. Uh, the way I prayed it. <laughs> um, but I've also had some really big answered prayer and just received comfort and peace and discernment and wisdom and direction and, and answers um, that I know God is there and answers prayer. So prayer is become very special to me. And I wonder what, what the definition of prayer is. Somebody's alone, they call out to God violently, they're looking up to the skies, please, you know, here I am, and I, I surrender my life to you. Boom, now they're filled with the peace that passes understanding. I guess that's a prayer, right? Absolutely. Anytime we talk to God, talking to God, worshiping God, asking forgiveness, it's all part of prayer. A bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering candle he will not put out. So why is it, do you think, that when we fall to our knees, you know, what's that, what's that line in that song, I touch, the, I touch the sky when I fall to my knees? Mm, yeah, well, I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, well this, I call it satellite positioning. Why the knees? Why do you think God responds? Is it because it's a stance of humility? Yes, Surrender. I think it's, it doesn't have anything to do with the position as much as it does the position of the heart. Um, the contrite, humble heart that is surrendered to God. Not only surrendered, but when you talk about contrite, you're talking about being sorry for your sins. And so it, it involves confession, confessing your sins to God. You know, part the book is really uh, the parts of the Lord's Prayer that he taught, and one of them is confession. And, you know, we say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and we just kind of recite that, but are we really asking God, forgive me for whatever the specific things are that you have offended him with? And that takes admission. That, yes. I mean, look, look at uh, what's her name, Martha Stewart. She didn't go to jail because of what she did. She went to jail because she didn't tell the truth to somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Nixon probably could have turned the America around if he was willing to confess there had been a mistake. Please yeah. forgive me. American people are very forgiving. It seems like God's very forgiving, but to, 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 to not confess it seems, whatever it may be, yeah. bad. Yeah, and, and we just heap up offenses which block our prayers, really. Psalm sixty six eighteen says, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. And uh, there are others as well. So, um, you know, confession is important. There can be something affecting the effectiveness of our prayers. I know in the it's in your book, uh, and it's uh, Hebrews 4.16, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, I've, I've had a lot of friends in recovery, and uh, 
<clears throat> I've known quite a few people throughout my lifetime that have succumbed to alcohol. Uh, I've had many friends in the past couple of years right here in Vero Beach, Florida. As the sheriff said, every 13 days there's, a, there's an overdose right here in Indian River County. When I first heard that, I thought, oh, surely that's an exaggeration. Uh, no, when you work it out mathematically, it's not an exaggeration. We have an overdose on average of every 13 days right here in Indian River County. Now, some people get to a place where they hit the bottom. They call it the bottom of the barrel, the bottom of the bottle, and then they call out to God. And a, but a lot, a lot of people... Uh, go to the bottom and they don't make it. They actually die, you know. Uh, at, but you hear these miraculous encounters of people who are addicted, who in the middle of the middle of the night will finally realize, okay, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to give up being the god of my own life and call out to God and say, God, I can't do this on my own. Will you help me? And they, I hear about miracles after miracles of people mm-hmm. who have relented and confessed, and you know, yes, and that's part of my prayer experience is. For 13 years, I prayed for my addicted son. And, wow, uh, really? Yeah. and um, is, he, is he okay now? He is. Um, the Prayers of a Mother. The Prayers of a Mother. I'll tell you. That I, should be the title of your next book. <laughs> Seriously, The Prayers of a Mother. There's a lady over on the beach right here. I won't say, but they just built a $13 million house, have everything together. But her son just kept going out with the wrong gals. And she said she prayed day and night. I happened to run into her. Well, guess what? He just met somebody. In six days, they got engaged. And within a couple of weeks, they're married. Oh, wow. And she, I know her. She's absolutely lovely. And I know the parents of this young man who are wonderful. And uh, But the prayers of a mother. Mm-hmm. Well, this mother prayed scripture. I got to the point where I just didn't have any more words. 13 years is a long time <laughs> to pray and pray the same thing over and over and feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling. But I got to the point where I just had no more words, so I started using psalms, uh, different parts of, of psalms, to pray for him, using it and turning it into prayers for him. And uh, during part of that time, my daughter was at college, and she was um, upset about him. He had just gotten arrested, so she asked her small group to pray for him. So they gathered around her to pray for him, And when they got done praying, one of her friends came to her and said, I had a vision while we prayed of um, angels fighting with swords. So she shared that with me, and it was just a comfort to me because I felt like, like I said, I mean, I'm sure we've all felt like that. Are my prayers hitting the ceiling? Um, But that just... You must have been sick with worry as a mom. Yeah. People don't realize what they put a mom through, huh? Yeah, all I could do was pray. Um, I, you know, you realize you have no control. <laughs> you just don't other than to pray. And so, um, but what I didn't realize until much after the fact is that someone said angels were fighting with swords. I was praying scripture, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, as it says in Ephesians. Were angels really fighting with swords? Was his word going out and being used by angels? I mean, we don't know. He gives his angels charge over us. It says there's 
so many parts of the Bible that talk about angels and the Lord of heaven's armies and Lord of hosts and things like that. Well, that Jewish man named Saul, who became Paul, was out there killing uh, Christians, and then he got knocked off his horse and was blinded by this white light for three days, and the voice said to him, why are you doing this? And he says, who are you? He says, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. And and later on, you know, uh, uh, Paul had some, some very interesting things to say. For instance, he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of light and darkness. Mm-hmm. And there is light and dark, and there is evil and good. And, and prayer is part of how we fight a spiritual battle. I mean, I believe, really believe that, you know, the demons were out to, to get my son. And it took a lot of praying and praying scripture to turn that around. And he's a pastor now. So oh, wait a second. <laughs> Your son is addicted to drugs for fourteen years. You're praying that he'll be saved. You're sick with worry, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. but you you replaced that. What was the saying that fear knocked at the door? Uh, a faith answered, no one was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's your have story? no anxiety about anything, but with everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. I want you to write that down, a mother's prayer. Write that down on okay. a sheet of paper, don't forget that. <laughs> because is that, do you talk about that in this book? Uh, a little bit. I don't, don't you think maybe there should be a book dedicated just to that, a mother's prayer? Yeah. Or maybe I should do it. I should interview you. I'll go over there and interview that lady I just spoke about, that mom, and maybe get 10 different moms that have had miracles. Uh, a mother's, you hear about this all the time. Yeah. Now, I believe personally, there's no, the greatest love we have on this earth next to God, the closest thing we have here is, is mothers, a mother's love. Mm-hmm. I mean, your son could commit murders. He'd still be your son if he went to prison, right? Yeah, he would you, still you, love him. Yeah. Still love him. And so, you know. And never stop praying for him. Do you think that the Holy Spirit is perhaps, and I don't want to get in trouble with God because I don't know, there's a time when people would be mad at me, but Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, don't you think perhaps the Holy Spirit is the feminine side of God, the, the nurturing side? The well, there, there, I, I figure there must be two sides because we're made in his image and he made us yeah. male and female. Yeah. So absolutely he has that uh, compassionate nurturing side of him yeah but then maybe the um the the not so soft side (laughs) too i think sometimes we want to design our god we want to make him what we want to make him oh yeah we can quote this quote this scripture and pop goes the god no 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 did remember those little things used to crank and out came the clown yeah (laughs) god's not no 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 no. he's not santa claus in the sky (laughs) But, um, you know, Why sometimes I've had miraculous encounters. Well, I'm not going to go into those details because this is going to be an interview about you. But I mean, just where faith rose up in me mm. and uh, miraculous things have happened. I have, matter of fact, if I could get a hold of that faith continually, I guess you might say that I could manipulate God. I mean, but it has to come from some place of purity you know, it can't be just, okay, I'm believing for three sacks of gold to be left at my front door so I never have to worry about money again, you know, $5.7 million. <laughs> I think that's um, uh, that would be considered we ask wrongly. <laughs> you have not because you ask not or you ask wrongly. <laughs> no, but I have a friend. 
Now, he's a billionaire, spends his whole life deciding where he's going to give, give stuff away. And, but he said he was giving before he became a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed one of the Rockefellers a few years ago. Mm-hmm. She said her grandfather, the Rockefeller, when he was poor, picking potatoes, he gave away a third of his income to those that were needy. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. Only God knows on the other side of heaven. I think that's blessed to be a blessing. I mean, God knows he who prospered. Will, yeah. And there, there are people who will bless others when they've been blessed and and maybe God will continue to bless them. This is But this then is, there's that false theology of, you know, give just so you can get. No. That, no, 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 no that that's not a humble contrite heart. No. That's that's once again that's the attempt of manipulation, mm. and uh, uh, you know just like I said when they had the conjoined twins mm. and the whole world was praying, mm. w- w- they did the operation and they died. And I said, well, what's the point? The whole world was praying, Lord. I said, so, but but then if we could pray that way, that means we could manipulate God. Well, God won't be manipulated, so I don't know when does it work, when doesn't it work, and you know that is a loaded question that I don't think anybody can fully answer. I mean, we're not God. We don't know why he does things the way he does them. But he is God. And if you've experienced him at all through his word or through prayer and the peace that he gives and and things like that, um, it shouldn't shatter our faith when, when a prayer doesn't get answered the way we pray it. Um, as I said at the beginning, I've had pray, prayers that I've prayed that didn't get answered the way I prayed them. But I've had enough experience with God to know that he's still God. He's still all-powerful. He's still all-knowing. Well, I, you've got credibility like few have. You prayed for your son for 14 years. Mm-hmm. He was addicted to drugs. What was his drugs? Alcohol. Oh, everything. He'll tell you everything. Uh, can I interview him sometime? Sure, he lives in Australia, but when he comes here, I'll let no, you no, know. No, we can have him phone in. Okay, yeah, he'd love it. And you know, they can listen to this broadcast in Australia. Yeah. Last week, Ooh, we got yeah. a call from uh, Austria, okay. and the guy says, he's listening, and so I started making a big to-do of it on Facebook, and he says, oh no, this isn't the first time, we're regular listeners. <laughs> so this, this yeah. stuff with iHeartRadio and Facebook, it's around the yeah, world. That's right. Now, this is the coolest thing in the world. So your son, 14 years, he's addicted. 13, but anyway, 13, whatever, somewhere 13, around there. But uh, and I hope you'll write that book, A Mother's Prayer, because this this gives this gives you this gives you credible. I was going to say incredible um, uh, credibility, credibility, but I don't want to say that because incredible is actually a confession of non-belief. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, I think we have language. Well, anyway, that's a whole other story for another day. But our our languages are reversed. Oh, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm dying for this. You know. Yeah, like when something really big happens and. So what's People in your book? Your, your book is called Pursuing Prayer by Penny Cook, and is it available uh, everywhere? Yes, it is. It's available everywhere. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, you can get it on newhopepublishers.com. Okay, so tell us briefly. So somebody, why would somebody want to be, what do, you, what do you hope people will get? I see there's a lot of scriptures. I like the font you chose, which is very important to me because I get a lot of books. Um, yeah. What's inside um, this book? This book, I mean it to be a very practical book um, to motivate and inspire and encourage more fervent prayer because what do we do? We're busy, um, well, before the pandemic anyway. <laughs> our, our lives were going, spinning out of control. 
I hear so many Christians say, oh, well, I pray in the car, or, which is fine. Um, we need the popcorn prayers, the short prayers we pray throughout the day. That's how we pray without ceasing, as it says in First Thessalonians 5.17. So you think when I'm driving around in my car and I'm talking to God, that's the equivalent of a prayer? I, absolutely. Anytime we talk to God. But at some point, um, we need to do that fervent praying. That fervent. Of, fervent. The fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Right. So what, James five sixteen. James five sixteen. So what what is fervency? That is um, heartfelt, deep um, conversation. Sometimes I think we just want to text our prayers to God. We don't have time. We don't want to have a conversation. Um, so but conversation it's the, uh, means speaking, but also listening. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And there is a part in the book about listening as well. Um, but yes, the fervent prayers. So when do we ever get to them? Those are the kind of prayers that will include the parts of the Lord's Prayer, like confession. The fervent prayer of a righteous person. Well, what's a righteous person? A righteous person is a person who has been forgiven, who has confessed their sins. Right. It doesn't mean something that they've done right. It means that they've been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Absolutely. No good in us. It's all what God does. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back. I'm talking with Penny Cook. Penny Cook uh, <clears throat> has the credibility here because she wrote a book, Pursuing Prayer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, being effective in a busy world, she decided to take to her knees. Her son was uh, for 13 years addicted. Yes, and now he's a pastor. And now he's a pastor. This is simply an amazing, wonderful story. And uh, how long did it take you to write this book? About six years, on and six off. Six years. Yeah, but you got to feel, there was a lot of life going on in between, too. So. Yeah, and a lot of editing. They say books are edited. Yeah. I guess I talked to a New York Times bestselling author, and she said uh, every book she puts out, she reads at least 10 times with that editing process. Yeah. Would yeah. you agree oh, with that? Oh, my goodness. Way more than 10. <laughs> but you know what? It's kind of like a meal. You go into a restaurant, and you know that somebody got there at 7 a.m., and they've been slicing and dicing. Mm-hmm. They've been cooking, and they've been doing the reduction all day long, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you get to sit down at that restaurant at 6 p.m. That meal's mm-hmm. been being prepared. So the fact that you put six years into this, yeah. I would think that would be very appealing to a lot of people going, wow. And I get to sit down and read this in a few hours, yeah. and you put six years into it. So the title of the book is Pursuing Prayer by Penny Cook. It's available every everywhere, right? Yes. Okay. Pursuing Prayer by Penny Cook. We're going to talk more about the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man of valor thing much. Do you need somebody that needs prayer from you? She prayed for her son 13 years addicted to drugs. It's a miracle he didn't die. Not only did he not die, now he's a preacher in Australia. Okay. Got to take a break. This is the mayor of the airwaves. Who loves you, baby?